0: Coming up today on Locked on Texas Tech, we preview early signing day for Joey Maguire and the Red Raiders. It's a recruiting radar conversation coming up. Also, recapping a 50-point win for Mark Adams and the Red Raiders over Jackson State in Houston, and we'll also get to that pesky 2023 Big 12 football schedule projected to be released mid-December, and by mid-December, apparently they meant February of next year. We'll explain up ahead on Locked On Texas Tech.
1: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start
0: this thing off right. Raiders! Raider! Raider! Raider!
1: Everything runs through love.
0: Glad to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks for making us your first listen each weekday. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and we will begin today's conversation with thoughts from the Third Coast. As Mark Adams and the Red Raiders get a win on a neutral site, unique environment over Jackson State 102-52 in the HBCU, coaches versus racism, round ball, hardwood, above the rim, hoops classic, We hate racism so much, we said we're beating Jackson State by 50, and we're going to look good doing it. Chris, here's what we asked for, I think. Kind of a feel-good day with some style points included for Tech in the win.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that's – there's there's various reasons why but I mean ultimately ultimately look man you you needed to play well at some point uh I think you clearly did that uh Jackson State has a lot to do with that uh but you know the, the there's a couple of storylines in this game that I thought you know really are are, are the takeaways for me and that was I mean, lo- look at what the bench provided you <clears throat> in this game. You had 56 points from from players that didn't start for you uh in this game. Uh and we're you know, all we can go off of is look, they, they played against Jackson State. Look, Jackson State's one and ten now. Their net ranking is is woeful. Uh they they've played a lot of, of really good teams, very close, and that is all true. They have not played a home game. I mean, that's that's kind of who Jackson State is right now no no home games they're they're one in ten they've only they, they played new, two neutral site games and then nine road games okay we're talking Indiana Michigan Mississippi State uh, SMU TCU Abilene Christian Akron Toledo I mean they, they've been all over the place and and they're coached by Mo Williams a former NBA uh, champion uh, for the Cavaliers back in about uh, five to six years ago uh, but. But they've been scrappy. The only game they've just been blown out in was at Indiana when they played in Bloomington and they got run out of the building there. But everything else was v- very contested, uh, you know, s- right, right around double digits, and, and they led a lot of these games, you know, midway through the second half and were very competitive. They just didn't have enough to to overcome. But Texas Tech just showed up, and you know, I, I was expecting a, a fairly spicy game, and and you just. You know, you 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 blew the doors off. You shot it the best you probably shot it all year. You you played as good of a defense as, and again, Jackson State had a lot to do with this, but uh, they're not my problem. The Red Raiders are, and I, th-
0: I thought it was uh, it was a kind of a feel good day for sure, and it was desperately needed. Yeah, and I didn't mind uh, some of the guys that that were involved and feeling good about seeing shots fall. It was atypical to see what you got uh, from the reserves, and I think even among the reserves was atypical to see guys like like Williams uh, there making the impact that he was statistically. And I'm mad at it, Chris, whether it's Fisher, Williams, Allen, or back to guys like Washington, um, seeing shots fall, uh, making great plays for your team does the same thing for any player, regardless of opponent or circumstance, I think. You know what it's like to see one go through the net if maybe they haven't been going through all that often. And I know that you rarely, if ever, went into a shooting slump. So I don't know if you know what it's like to get back out of that slump. Uh, but it's quite the feeling. So I'm glad that really all around, some of those guys that, that I really didn't anticipate talking about this way uh, got to have that kind of day.
1: Yeah, be, because I, I think, you know, between DeMoria and Williams and Kerwin Walton, and they combined for seven threes in this game, you made 13 as a team. But, but those two guys, if they can give you some semblance of that and be – Somewhat consistent with it, it just changes the dynamic of your team. If you can, you know, get 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 some three point punch off the bench, just scoring punch in general. Uh, But uh, they had neither had really shown that to be consistent up until, you know, uh, you know, the game versus Jackson State, and and now the challenge is: okay, can they go continue to do this? It was like that. You know, Lamar Washington had that big game you know, a few weeks ago. And and when he gets the free throw line against Nichols and you, you're, you're thinking, okay, now, now can you build off of this? And now, you know, so that that's the hard part, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think, and, and then KJ Allen, he, he, he's the tricky one because he had a great first half. He was, I think five for his first five from the field, you know, he was getting steals and he had a couple of highlight dunks and things like that. Yeah. When Bacho comes back, you know, one of two things happens either KJ Allen has now maybe taken some of Robert Jennings's minutes. Okay. Or, you know, KJ Allen kind of goes back to the end of the line. Once Bacho comes back and they still give a lot of those minutes to Robert Jennings, you see
0: what I'm saying? So, and I think that's a gambling man's pick there probably. Okay. Because, because Chris, I just think it goes back to what you just mentioned before that you've got to string these things together. Yeah. And so with guys like Allen, just specifically because we're talking about him, we're going to need to see more, I think, before you're like, all right, well, he's taking a dude that you've had in the starting lineups minutes um, as a reserve as Jennings would shift back and and Bacho enters the fray. But I'd love to see anybody string those things together because you need it. You need it all, don't you? So whoever wants it, come get it.
1: Yeah. And and that's the, you know, obviously when Bacho, you know, goes down and Robert Jennings and KJ Allen you know, there's more minutes for both of those guys. And I think they both want to play more, but this was kind of been their time to kind of show the staff, Hey, this is why you should be playing more KJ Allen's just the the tricky one, just because he's just a tweener, you know, a bit of an undersized big and in the big 12, when you're going against a lot of length uh, in the post and and on the wing, it's just, it's hard to justify or find him minutes. Uh, He was able to overwhelm Jackson state with some athleticism and, and things like that, but that's just—it's harder to do in, in the Big Twelve Conference. So, but either way, it, it was a—it was a good weekend uh, for the Red Raiders, uh, and and it was needed. And and because here's the tricky thing, man. Jackson State, like their net ranking, is like around three thirty in the country. You play Houston Christian this week, right before you you send the guys off for for Christmas. Theirs is. 361 out of 363. So these games aren't doing you a lot of good from the the data and resume standpoint. You you simply just have to win them and take them for what they are and get your guys uh confidence, improve. Uh the win goes without saying, but you've got to to try to use it. And South Carolina State, who's on the the other side of Christmas, they're the same. They're their their net ranking is right around what uh what Jackson States is. So you really have no opportunity to, to improve your, your resume before conference play starts. Uh, so you, you, again, you just have to take these at face value and just try to, a uh, work guys uh, together, get, get some confidence going and all that stuff. Because by, by just playing these games, it's killing your resume. Yeah,
0: that's just yeah. the reality of it. Just taking the warm ups off. You're getting to. Hey, that's the, because the
1: floor. You, you, I mean, like here's the tricky thing. You 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 are better off in some ways going to play a high profile team at some neutral site and getting run off the floor that 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 looks better and you know as far as the numbers go and the data goes than the algorithm it, well yeah I mean it's just because they're going to reward you for playing people you know and, and hey, here's the other thing that's tricky Creighton uh, remember how good Creighton was yeah. They, they've lost six in a row, right? What have they done? <laughs> <recently>? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're like, man, the, 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 this team's final four good. I think they, man, there's no shame in that. They, they can't, the wheels have fallen off. So, hey, you know
0: what, though? I'm already sloughing this off because it's almost over. You'll earn everything you want if you're getting wins in the Big 12 conference. And the you're time right. is almost this has been a tricky time. I mean, it's no margin for error mm-hmm. <laughs> all the way along, you're getting no credit. Uh, for any wins, you're sliced and diced if you trip up anywhere or just look, say, a little funky in a couple of wins. Uh, so we've all been ready for this stretch to be over. There's no doubt about that. And thank God we're closer to the end uh, than the beginning. Every opportunity you want before you as far as the the metrics and rankings, uh, certainly going to be there in the Big 12 Conference if you can find the wins that that hopefully you can. But so far, so good as far as no margin for error time. Continue to get the wins and then get on to to really chopping wood time as you get into America's best basketball conference. All right, we're switching gears. Coming up ahead, a hard left. Er, You zigged when you thought I was going to zag or I zagged when you thought I was going to zig. Who am I? I'm the Big 12 Conference. By middle of December schedule release, they actually meant when? Uh, maybe February next year. We'll get into some of the details that have led to this revelation, and we're going to get back to football beyond as we're back locally talking Texas Tech. Chances to sign names on dotted lines is coming up this week, so we're hitting the radar with Chris Level when it comes to early signing day opportunity. It's all up ahead on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. Joey McGuire is putting his team together for 2023. You're putting your business's team together for 2023 as well, and you want to find just the right candidates that fit your needs. Not wasting any time dealing with anybody that's not going to meet your business's standard. And that's where LinkedIn really shines through. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs right now to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people cutting right through the fat, getting to those candidates that fit what you're looking for. It's why small businesses are rating LinkedIn jobs. Number one and delivering quality hires versus leading competitors, helping you find those folks you want to talk to faster and that's why nearly 40 million job seekers are visiting LinkedIn to connect with you, the employer, every week. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college today. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free with LinkedIn Jobs. Terms and conditions apply. for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts for your second listen. Hope you'll check out Locked On Sports today on the Locked On Podcast Network. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or anywhere you get podcasts. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Let's switch gears and step away From hoops. We were just discussing the 102 to 52 win for Mark Adams and the gang over Jackson State from Houston. We'll get the tech football up ahead as early signing day for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders is on the horizon. We'll talk about some of what's going down here on the trail. But first, Chris, this little ditty from the Big 12 conference uh, over the weekend. You and I kicked off roughly similar this time last week. Talking about anticipating finally a release of the 2023 Big 12 football schedule. There's been much anticipation, great mystery as to how this was going down as streams collide, exiting, entering, uh, as you talk membership and who's going to play who in a divisionless format. There are a whole lot of boxes to be checked. We've seen kind of bubble up over the last week. More reporting on the possibility that where there is a will, there is a way for Texas and Oklahoma to exit. The Big 12 enter the SEC earlier. I think, at least personally, that's always been my thought as to what was going to play out to some degree. And I think, for the most part, that's why we then got this from the Big 12. As we hit the weekend, we realized, hey, no 2023 football schedule has been released, contrary to projections of mid-December release points. This reporting indicating heading into the weekend at the Big 12 conference while targeting last week for their release is now suggesting that they're going to be releasing february one or in the vicinity of february one 2023 chris i know these dots all connect somehow (laughs) but i'm curious how you see them connecting and now leading to uh well a little over a month i guess that we'll be still waiting for this announcement
1: yeah, I, I one of the things that you didn't mention is really the biggest reason why, in my opinion, and that's that uh, the, the playoff has is expanding. Okay, and that with, with that news, I think it expedites the departure of Oklahoma and Texas because you know if may, if maybe they stay, they feel like they have a better chance to get in the to to the playoff uh, as as it currently stood. But with an expanded playoff, you know, re- really, it doesn't matter what what league you're in and when, you, when you're going to go to 12 teams. And I think that that is a heavy factor. And I think that, uh, look, they had been talking about trying to get out early all along. Right. And I just think it was a, it was it, there, there's a lot of financial ramifications. And as Brett Yormark has stated, look, this has to make sense for, for all involved, including the league. Well, I think once the playoff expands, uh, I think that, that that got kicked into high gear. And then I think they start looking at different scenarios because everybody needs to know here something pretty quick. SEC needs to know. The Big 12 needs to know. Uh, the TV partners need to know because you start building and planning and trying to, to set up scheduling models uh, not just for this year but often to the distance on on home and homes I mean, all you know pods and divisions I and mean, all 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 the things <laughs> and 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 now it, it appears that everything we kind of maybe uh, knew about the Big 12 schedule as it relates to Texas Tech could all be off the table I and mean, they could rework the whole thing That's uh, true. i i i think that the because I, I never had heard this before but the the report by Dennis Dodd of, of CBS i believe You know, I I sent this to you when I saw it because it's, you know, they they may they part of of Oklahoma and Texas being allowed to leave early, maybe for reduced fees or whatever is okay. You got to come back and play at some Big Twelve schools and non conference games. You know, you you have to. I don't know how many. I don't know at what level that makes it right. I don't know the the balance of of cost versus going to play game. I don't know any of that, but. It it just To me, it sounded like everything was being discussed and on the table to allow them to depart early. So that's my full expectation is that you're going to have one year of a 14-team league, and then it'll drop back down to 12, minus Oklahoma and Texas for 2025, or 24, I guess it would be.
0: I remember when the news began to be leaked uh, from SEC media days. I was live on the air on local radio, chained to the desk, where they threw peanuts at me daily like an animal. And I said at that time, Chris, this is not going to play out as paper would indicate to you. Now there's no way. And I never knew what it would look like as far as an early exit date, but I just feel like there's far too many folks who want to find a way, whatever that looks like, even before the expanded college football playoff and all these things to hasten the resolution either way. Because while I know that these are blue bloods we're talking about and everybody would like that final, I guess cash in uh, with them possibly on their home schedule Uh, at the end of the day is, is the energy expended uh, worth the return? Well, if you're tabulating that up, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I think you would come at least naturally. I know I would in some situations as you get closer to these things and it becomes so complicated um, and time is so pressing. I really feel like more people loosen up to a degree where maybe previously you were staunchly against any budging or maneuvering Uh, but eventually as you get closer to it you're thinking I don't know maybe we could actually work this out and I don't know if it was COVID that revealed it or COVID that created it but I now have some expectation now that people can just figure things out uh, in a shorter amount of time I guess than I thought previously and a lot of that was set in just literally watching sports scheduling happen particularly in college sports, right? We saw so much take place uh, on the fly during that time period. I know it was very unique, uh, but I've just always felt like there had to be a path to some early exit. I'm a little confused on the playoff incentive that you were touching on there at the beginning, however, because uh, unless I'm misunderstanding what you're saying and, and tell me if I am, but I, I'm just thinking about Texas and Oklahoma, particularly Texas. Uh, you stink in the big 12. You, you don't do anything in the big 12 conference. And now all of a sudden with an expanded playoff, that hastens your exit. Whereas in my mind, you've got an easier path um, to that with one year in the Big 12, potentially to beat up on, you know, just us peons that you're leaving. <laughs> well,
1: well I, 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 think I think it I, I th- like there's, there's a couple of things. One you touched on is I, I think, uh, you know, as, as time has gone along, you know, one, you, you now have a new media rights deal off off into the distance, whereas before you had no new TV contract. So you're you're on much more stable ground now going forward. Now that you, you're under contract against or with uh, ESPN and Fox, you know, way off into the distance now, whereas before when all this stuff was happening, man, you're, you're just kind of scrambling, fighting for your life a little bit. You feel a little vulnerable. You're like, we're holding on and going to get every dime out of these people that we possibly can. But now that you've got a new deal and, and put pen to paper there and um, and you, you've added new members and all those things, you're, yeah, you're in a much different place. I, I guess my point is, is that there's not, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's just the sheer number of teams in both cases in that if you're in a 10 team league, if you win that league, you, odds are you, you you have a pretty good chance uh, of getting to the a fourteen playoff. Okay, whereas now that the the playoff is expanded to twelve, or it will, what I believe will be the first year when they are in the SEC. Talking about Texas and Oklahoma, you don't have to to win a league, so it doesn't necessarily matter what league you're uh, in. Okay, I see yeah, what you're saying. I I, yeah. Th- I think there there's a component there. I'm, I'm not saying that's the reason that they that they maybe, but I, I it, it just makes sense now that. That now that some of that is in place, that
0: oh, oh. and I'm just laughing thinking of those odds. Like, oh, you and you two are like, yeah, let's go to the big or SEC because we'll definitely finish in the top four. <laughs> yeah,
1: not not not, these- not not necessarily. Yeah, yeah no, that's not course. what I'm saying at all. Yeah, it's go just, try
0: it. Go try it. Yeah, it, it's just uh, that's 2024, but- right, Chris? Uh, play expanded playoff kickoff is 2024, and on paper, that would be the last year for. Texas and Oklahoma to be in the Big 12, I think, right, if everything just played out?
1: Well, if, if, if nothing changes. But what, right. I, what I'm okay. saying to you is I think you're going to get the, this next football schedule in 2023. So next fall, uh, uh, you know, less than a year from now, right. that's, that's the last year you're going to get Texas and Oklahoma okay. in your league. Yeah. So that 24 season – Whenever the playoffs are expanded, yes, I believe they're playing in the SEC at that point, and you're operating as a 12-team league unless you've added to it uh, for, between now and then. That, that's why, what I
0: believe will be the case. Why would that not be great news for every Big 12 team? Because I think there are going to be plenty of years where the Big 12 is a two-bid league. And in an expanded 12-team format, hey, Texas and Oklahoma want to leave? And then we've got at least one bid, and depending on the year, which, if you look at metrics this year, would they have been a two bid league? Yes. Uh, Yeah, we'd celebrate that in Lubbock, Texas. Get these $130 million athletics departments. No, you ain't quite there, but get them out of here. And yeah, we'll, it, isn't that good news in 2024 for remaining Big 12 members, theoretically, competitively?
1: Yeah. You know, and this is where it depends. Yeah. Competitively. Yes. I I think where everybody comes at it from is that look, cause you have, okay. Is this best for revenue? Is this best for man? I don't want to host central Florida every year. I really kind of liked it when the longhorns came to my city. It felt like a beefier conference schedule and something I can get behind and get it. It's all those dynamics that I think that you can debate, whether it's, Good or bad, I don't pretend to know the finances, but they are heavily uh, in play as one of the you know underlying right. factors of what the, the Big Twelve administration and and you know commissioner and, and all that feel about uh, about things. Uh, so that that's why I say because the the athletic directors and the, the school presidents they're basically telling your mark you know kind of hey here here's kind of what we're comfortable with here's what we're not comfortable with and so. He, he he knows he knows the finances and at play and kind of what what happens if this happens and this happens and and if we, we let them do this, uh, we get this less or this much more whatever. Yeah. So that 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 is just the reality of it because everybody's got budgets to uh, to put together and you've got payroll to meet you've got you know you've got a lot of things going on and so you can't just like you know because I mean we're we're talking. I mean, originally, if it was, I think it was like, what was it? 80 million per, per year, per school, you know, if they bail out. So we're talking $160 million, you know, uh, that, you know, I, I think I remember that. Or maybe it was 40 million per school. Anyway, it's, it's either 80 or 161 of the two. Either way, it's a big, big number. And it's a number that these schools were uncomfortable paying. And I think that it's money that the Big 12 had them had them dead to rights on. Uh, for the most part. So I'm kind of curious to see kind of you know, contracts are made to be broken and this is all comes down to a negotiation. Like, okay, if we let you do this, this is what you're gonna do. So I'm I'm interested to see if they if there is an early exit, what is that uh what does that come with? Because there will be a big PR battle there, you know, like who well, who who won the who won
0: the negotiation there. I mean that that'll be kind of how that plays out. But, I, I uh, guess. I yeah. I guess but we all know the truth. The Big Twelve is losing two blue bloods. Texas money yeah. ain't nothing but a thing. Uh, they're more well-financed <laughs> than the kingdom of God and PR schmear. when you got as much money as they do, you, you buy your own PR. So I, I don't even think they care. Like Oklahoma, they still finance their athletics department trading furs and bead necklaces or something. I really don't know what's going on uh, so much in Norman, but I feel like none of that matters to the university of Texas and they'll get on with what they got going on financially competitively back to what I alluded to a moment ago. I probably would be a fool to sit here and act like, well, you're just going to get the same rep for the same records nationally uh, as a Big 12 member as you did this year in years when Texas and Oklahoma are not taking those L's or are not on the schedule um, because that that's not going to be viewed the same way. So your odds of being a two-bid league, I'm sure, do go down, right or wrong, whether it's actually in touch with reality or not, we're still dealing uh, with media in large part at the end of the day. So probably be stupid to just act like that's going to remain the same as well, but very, very interesting wheels turning, and yeah. By the time we get the schedule, <laughs> you're sitting there just months away uh, from launching the experience. It sounds like so. Uh, looking well, forward to February,
1: and people don't don't realize that you know th- this is going to put some of these institutions a bit behind because you know people don't think about things like I mean, like the academic calendars in some cases are put in place at schools based on football weekends and they need to know when home dates are because typically you've gotten this in late November, early December, and you can start putting your academic calendar uh, together, uh, you know, for like, you know, family weekend, parents weekend, homecoming, and all this stuff, because it's not just the football game that goes on. There's so many things that, and every school operates the same way. These universities and, and you're trying to make sure staff is in place and all that stuff. And and, and you're, you're right. It's like we saw with COVID, everybody pivot. But now that everybody is allowed to come and show up and attendance and all that, there's a lot of factors at play. So I mean, it's going to put some of these schools. And, and, and I'd be willing to bet, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all, because of what I'm explaining to you, if, if the Big 12 has said to, to, to these schools, hey, look, we can't tell you who yet. But th- th- these are your home dates. You- you- you'll host home games on these weekends mm. if they get that ahead of time. That that wouldn't surprise me uh, even a little bit, just because of uh, how much planning
0: goes into some of this stuff. Lubbock area hotels have to know when to gouge. Bingo. How will they know when to <laughs> gouge? Actually, I think they just book it all out like the entire fall. But either way, yeah. people need to know. As in us people. Locked on Texas Tech. Fam Damley. We... Need to know, but we're going to be waiting, uh, apparently, until February when uh, a little bald baby uh, cherub-like Brett Yormark will come up and shoot us in the butt with a scheduling arrow, I suppose, (laughs) uh, to wish us a happy Valentine's Day. So we're looking forward to that. Coming up dead ahead, we're looking ahead to early signing day. Joey McGuire and company adding to that Red Raider fam, Damily, and pretty excited about what's being alluded to along the lines of speed. What's being alluded to along the lines of the trenches? Those are pretty important areas, right? We're getting to that and more as we turn now to an early signing day radar coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Bet Online, your headquarters for live betting, stats, and scores, more lines, props, odds than ever. Before. Shout out to the unintentional rhyme master. You can find all the latest news on this week's games as well as analysis on the wide, wide, sometimes Western world of sports, well beyond just the gridiron or the hardwood. Golf, combat sports, esports. You hit a lick on a little esports, you're gonna feel pretty smart heading into the weekend. Maybe try it out, or maybe don't. Don't take my advice because I know nothing about esports. That's why you need a head, however, to find out something about esports to bet online head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about what the trends are looking like this week with bet online where the game starts It's Locked On Texas Tech from the other side, out yonder, west of the 100th meridian, where it's really going down. Good to see you again from the great state on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube if you have not so far, so you never miss an episode. And with the holidays coming up, New Year's, bowl game in the mist, it's about to get funky, funky. So the scheduling, (sighs) a little wild want to make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode like uh, the bonus episode that came at you hot and heavy Friday afternoon following the return that was never a departure of Fardaz AMAC as an example. Uh, Chris, we didn't spend time earlier with you on this. Uh, you can check out the episode with uh, Kirk Lee Knowles of Level 13 Agency on Locked on Texas Tech if you missed it uh, anywhere on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts, but you were texting me as you were, I don't know if you were quite on the plane yet or looking at the plane, walking to the plane, but you're saying Maple is back. If he ever left, I mean, what what a wild turn of events and a wild finish to a wild week for tech fans.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, uh, yeah, I just uh, yeah, he he was on the on the flight, and uh, I'm like, well, this is interesting because I don't, yeah, I'm like, okay, was there ever any news <laughs> here? Uh, I, I, yeah, just w- weird, weird. <laughs> weird news or non-news or i'm not real sure and, and that's what you're going to get in this in this portal nil era because like if you if you want to understand like what, a, what how things have changed it, it's now becoming a thing whenever current players on a current team just announce that they're coming back whether they right i've I mean, noticed what, this yeah that, that that's now becoming an announcement <laughs> uh You know, whether they had any intention of leaving or whether it's like, okay, it's almost like, okay, I'm not going to either graduate or I'm not going to get into the portal. But, hey, man, I just wanted you to know, even though I'm a sophomore, uh, I don't even know if I have other options to go elsewhere. I want everybody to know I am coming back. But that's kind of becoming a, yeah, like. (laughs) I don't know if I want to call it standard, but that that that's becoming a you're so right a, a way of 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 the way it's gonna
0: happen here. It's been fairly you're, bizarre. You're giving me visions of Costanza on the plane with uh, Big Maple looking over. Is that Maple over there? Am I crazy <laughs> or didn't you quit? <laughs> yeah. It was a wild turn of events, uh, but we had it all covered here on Locked On Texas Tech, and that's why you got to get subscribed on YouTube if you are not already, so you never miss a bonus emergency alert alert episode. All right, let's get to a conversation, Chris, where the waters are calm, something steady and reliable, where a commitment means something. A man never goes back on his (laughs) word. Oh, wait, sorry. I was confused with another topic. We're talking college football recruiting instead. Early signing day is almost upon us. It's coming up on Wednesday. and. I'm turning to you for the details, Chris. But one big picture perspective, I think I have, is that I'm very excited to have Joey McGuire and his staff on the trail, and I think they may have actually a little bit of wind in their sails, some uh, momentum uh, to propel them as far as the sales pitch is concerned.
1: Yeah. So you know, this is this is one other thing that is that has changed in recent years is this early signing period, and it's really been pushed to to be the main signing period is, is Joey and most schools put the bulk of their recruiting class together uh, this time of year. It, it's it's not as if anything else is going on this time of year. Uh, it's it, 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 Because it, it it's just it, – it's still – my brain hasn't gotten used to it. Yeah. Because it, it felt like in early February, it just kind of was nestled in there. It meant kind of a somewhat active January <laughs> Uh, Everything had kind of calmed down. But now you've got holidays and you've got bowl game preparation. You've got visits going on in in December. You've got guys on your current team entering the portal and you're hosting portal visitors and all that stuff. But, yeah, you'll you'll expect uh, at some point this week to sign somewhere between 20 to 25 high school prospects uh, that I think they feel really good about. I I think that they have talked about this being one of, if not the fastest class in – in Texas Tech history. I don't know how you you, you judge that, but Joey kind of talked about verified track times. And look, they knew. I mean, you, you watched Texas Tech play. We talked about it most of the season. It's not a secret. You, you're, you're way too slow in way too many spots when you, you compare yourself to the upper echelon of, of the Big 12. And yeah. this is something that they are trying to, to fix and fix uh, desperately. Um, so... Uh, you know we'll see kind of what what it looks like uh, this week because you you know and I'm always asked at this time of year hey should we expect any surprises well it's possible (laughs) it works both ways you 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 could end up with somebody that you didn't have any idea about but you could also lose a guy that you know but bails out of your uh, recruiting class that you you had planned on too so um, you know I, and, and and so I caution everybody. The reality is when, when you're when you're going to the bulk of your signees are going to be high school prospects here. Just remember this past year, only really Joseph Adetare kind of factored in to your team as a true freshman. So that that's the reality of kind of you know it's fun to get excited and and you want good players and they certainly on paper are going to look to add a, a huge group of those and and ones that, that a lot of schools want and all that stuff it's just that it it takes a year or three you know depending on who the prospect is and the position and and all those things on on before they'll you know factor
0: in i guess immediately uh, chris I, I remember on staffs gone by um, guys really standing out you know this time of year as far as assistants you got guys like um you know tommy <laughs> maynard uh yes. among some others and i don't know that everybody deserves the mention like i, I think coach maynard might but um releasing prunties and things like this um who among the staff like really shines or really has the has the juice on the recruiting trail because uh I think I have some guesses, but I'm curious from your point of view, uh, maybe who really really excels in that area.
1: You know, I'm, I may give you an answer that you, you you you're not necessarily expecting. In that, you know, the, the the structure of this staff and 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 really the structures have changed much over the years of the way kind of it works. But really, I mean, who dissolve, dissolve if I can say it right deserves a, a, the bulk of the credit is really a guy like James Blanchard. You know, and he's a non assistant coach. I mean, his job is simply to identify, uh, sort through, uh, vet different prospects, and then say, because the way it kind of works with Joey's staff, it's Coach Blanchard that really says, Hey, OC, hey, DC, we just offered this D lineman or we just offered this running back or this offensive lineman. It's not used to. Like the coordinator, we're kind of like, yeah, I, I like him. I don't like him, you know. And then if you do like him, it's like, okay, you know, let's 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 offer him and all that stuff. But now, you, you've got James Blanchard and his staff kind of go to, uh, and, and it's not always that that way. I mean, yes, Zach Kelly yeah. and Tim Drudder have some say so. Joy McGuire certainly has some say so. But it but in large in part, it's James Blanchard that identifies and and says this is who we want and this is why. This is he, he runs this fast in the hurdles. He runs this fast in the 200. He can dunk a basketball. Uh, his his arm length at this particular camp is this. Uh, he measured at I mean, all, all of these different things uh, that they are looking at. And it, there, there's a staff of, of Coach Blanchard and I guess four to five others. This is really all they do is monitor the portal and, and recruiting. And so the way this thing is structured, I think James Blanchard deserves to to be mentioned in this space.
0: I'm glad you mentioned James Blanchard because um, I think we had a question not too long ago um, in the YouTube comments on a show about James Blanchard, because he's the recently extended James Blanchard. And I saw a lot of excitement about that as far as his future uh, on Coach McGuire's staff and with Texas Tech. And we had someone kind of asking Um, to let them in on why the excitement. I think because they didn't understand necessarily the position or maybe the way he's thought of uh, in those circles.
1: Well, I mean, has any other staff member been extended?
0: (laughs) Great point, man. Great point. And and, and it was
1: Joey that that had kind of announced it, and it was excited about it. And if you remember... I think whenever Joey took this job and he showed up for the press conference, I and mean, all these different things. I mean James Blanchard was really, really one of the only people on the plane with him, uh, and now that, yeah. that so that 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 should tell you a lot. I think that uh, uh, well, and did right. it also
0: factor in, Chris the the rule to Lincoln? Was that any anything Matt rule to Lincoln? Because wasn't Blanchard a Baylor guy also?
1: He, he was, but I think he was really tied to, to Joey. I, I think this okay. is Joey being very proactive and trying to get out in front of any sort of possible you know problem. And it's not even that there was. It's just like, hey, man, you're doing a really good job. Let, let's, let, let's uh, you know because and if you're tech's administration, you're probably talking to Joey about a contract extension for himself as well, or at least putting another year on his current deal or something like that based on how this first year has gone. Um but uh but yeah I I think uh I think that this is a unique setup uh here. I don't think it's like this. Everybody's got their own and, and these staffs are a little more bloated than they used to be because you've got all of these analysts, you've got yeah. uh you've got recruiting personnel and you have to throw resources at it because it really never stops, especially with the portal. It, it's it can be maddening at times. And if you're a coach you simply don't have time to mess with it all, all the time. You've got so many other things you're trying to juggle and you've got to have people that that's what their sole purpose is. And that's the way Texas Tech uh, is. And so uh, I, I think again, James Blanchard will be really excited about the news just like Joey McGuire uh, this week, depending on what you sign.
0: Yeah. I'm trusting the the uh, perspective of the guys who are either employing him or choosing to have him on their staff or know what he does for that program Uh, Because while we may be unfamiliar with with that position, there was no questioning the fact that Joey McGuire seemed very excited. And seeing some others in those circles uh, speak of Blanchard in the way that they did uh, as far as the uh, further commitment from Texas Tech to him and and him to Texas Tech, was good to see as a fan. And it'll be uh, sometimes this time of year when we see some of those uh, fruits really begin to show up. So excited about what we'll find out on early signing day. And I'm sure there will be some surprises, Chris. Have you ever just told anybody definitively, "Hey, Chris, are there any surprises coming up?" No, nope, won't be one. There will not be one unexpected thing happen. Has there ever been a year where you went with that answer?
1: I have, I have not. No, uh, I mean, th- there's been plenty of years where you're like, "Okay, it should be business as usual," but even then, if you if you say that, you're just oh, like yeah. not real sure. You're asking uh, for it if you say that. Yeah, the, no doubt. Because it again, it works both ways. You know, you can yep. get you know. Some people get bad surprises, too, and those are never fun. <laughs>
0: that's exactly right. Uh, hoping we avoid all of those and, and only the good kind coming up this week on early signing day. All right, uh, be right back here on Locked On Texas Tech because we'll have that covered. We're also getting ready for more Red Raider hoops as we get the rest of this out of the way and then get on to conference play here very soon on the other side of Christmas. And we hope you're going to have a merry one at some point, but that's not our final Merry Christmas of the week. We still got plenty more to go. So subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you miss nothing. Chris, enjoyed the time. Glad you made it back from uh, Houston, man. And thanks for the insight as always. The Dirty Third, yes, sir. Going back in a couple weeks for some football, but uh, enjoyed my time there.
1: Hopefully uh, I'll enjoy my second trip there, but keep hope alive, Coach Cowan, and uh, we'll see you down the road. I guess right. that be maybe tomorrow.
0: That's right. We're back at it on the other side right here on Locked on Texas Tech. Thanks for making us your first listen and make Locked on Sports Today your second listen on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or anywhere you get podcasts. For Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you next time around on Locked on Texas Tech.